They say this is a big, rich town. I just come from the poorest part. Bright night, city lights, I gotta make it. This is where it goes down. I just happen to come apart. Little or little, baby, I gotta make it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Power After Hours, your favorite power podcast. I am your host, Jeff J. And joining me this week in my illustrious round of guest appearances is my friend, the digital content producer extraordinaire, Taj Rani. Taj, what's up? Hey, what's poppin'? What's good? I mean, you know, clearly that weather over there because that sun was shining. Like she's in sunny LA kicking mm-hmm. it, you know what I'm saying? Defected from her friends in New York, but that's a story for another day. I, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the sun, the sun is uh, still out in sunny California, so like I can't, I can't be too mad. Smiling, you know. No doubt, no doubt. You know, I always got to give her hell every once and again. She, she be in New York <laughs> more than I be in New York, low key. But you know, she's doing her thing, and we are here. The reason why she's here is we're here to review. Recap, whatever have you. Season five, episode five. Happy birthday. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm very proud of Curtis Jackson for not inserting in the club anywhere in this episode. That's probably really difficult for him. I I was fighting it because I was like, yo, how do we miss this placement? But that would have been too on the nose. But someone should actually do some type of cut down to in the club. Oh, just from this episode. Right, right, right. Maybe the part when he's riding the bike. <laughs> Yo. Actually. Yo, that might be that. it. Yo, you, we might need the director's cut. The, the, the get rich yes. or die trying cut of this episode. I think that we do. And I think it's extra appropriate since there was another uh, bomb rapper in it. But Right, right. Yeah, we got, we got to get to all that because, listen, um, I don't. I'm very transparent about the show, the highs and lows. I know you, you've been on the show before, Taj. You already know how we do mm-hmm. with it. But this was the best episode of the season. I think by far. No, facts. I think, you know, the the acting, I don't want to say has been, well, it just hasn't been to this level all season. Right. Like, I feel like we've seen a lot of episodes, people really going through the motions and stuff like that. Um like almost like everybody's kind of acting in a bubble but this is the first time where i was like ooh, like really like screaming at my tv so there was like a lot to to work with here i feel like it's the the episode we've been waiting for to see the passion come out of everybody no matter what it was about right yeah you really got all-star acting performances from the collective I think the the ones that shine usually shine, but everybody, it's like everybody raised their game for this episode. And it mm-hmm. and it really landed, man. There was so, yo, it's so much. It's so much in this episode to talk about. I want I want to start off small like, cuz we got build cuz you already know. We got we got some things to discuss. Let's start off Let's start off with um with the Italians, that whole situation. So <laughs> it was so it's so sh- it's so shaky and it's so shady, and I can't read Teresi at this point because I don't. Re- I, 
Just go ahead, go ahead. It's no, so much. No, I'm so, you, you seem so... like you was on a, on a wave. Hit that wave. Don't splash out. I just um, I I can't read Teresi at this point because it's like season four. You don't you don't really like them. You just mm-hmm. don't like. You might feel kind of bad for them because of Connie. Like you have this level of like um, you're kind of empathetic, right? Towards him and his situation. Then it's like you hope he wouldn't do anything to screw Tommy over. Then this season, it's like you use Tommy to get out, but then you are willing to kill your best friend instead of Tommy, who you use to get out. But I, I can't, I can't, like, I can't wrap my head around him. I can't wrap my head around most of the characters, but with him, you're starting to see him regret being some type of informant and stuff like that when he met up with Mock um, and Sax. Right. It was just kind of like the look on his face. Yeah. He looked like he was disappointed in himself. So, but that scene with the Italians was crazy. So here, here's something that was funny to me, right? They, they pulled that whole scheme where Vincent basically tells them, yo, they confront him on the lies and puts the, puts their lives in Teresi's hands. Literally, you got to pull the trigger. If you don't pick one, both are dead. Now, I've seen this in a few other shows. Mm-hmm. And, um, yo, Sammy really wilded out because Teresi picked him and wilded out on Tommy. And I'm looking at him the whole time like, dogs, Tommy didn't put the gun to your head. He might have ushered it there. Mm-hmm. But he's not the one who pulled the trigger. Your man's pulled the trigger. And it was fun. You know what it felt like? He knew it was business. So with Teresi, he wilded out on Tommy and then said, yo, you really picked me? You don't even know this kid. And he said it with such a calm, like, yo, like, you know what I mean? Like, dude, I, I can't even believe you. And Teresi says he felt, I can believe that, that he felt the gun and, and knew that there was no bullets in it. I could I could lightweight believe that. But mm-hmm. even if it was gun, a bullet in a gun, what was you going to do? Spray the whole spot? Like, but then also, gonna, it's happening? like, when was the last time Teresi held a gun? Right, right. At this point, a freaking mango in your hand probably feels the same weight as a, no. a gun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For what you know. But um, it, it feels like he's almost fighting himself and his own nature to rat, mm-hmm. where that's what he grew up on. And... And that's what he knew. He sat for 25 years because he wasn't going to tell on people. And that scene, I thought it was ill how he was giving Mock and Sacks little bullshit, but it wasn't until he found out he saw the, the, the money, the um, ghost check to Tommy, mm-hmm. that he knew, okay, oh, this dude is laundering. This is what I'm going to tell. But then he also completely tips his hand. By telling, giving um, Tommy that speech about what a rat is. And and it's ill how he broke it down. And it's, you know, Tommy in his head, he's going through the whole situation. The the hit happened. He's like, yo, I don't really believe it's Dre. And and you see Kaden and Ghost are telling him like, nah, it was definitely Dre. Because it was them. <laughs> it was this plan. And at the same time, you see how conniving Kanan is. Because... When when Tommy says somebody got hit, you see Ghost realize, wait, they were supposed to use um, blanks. And mm-hmm. Kane is like, yeah, I, I dropped them, motherfuckers. Like, I dropped them. And then Kate, Ghost is just like, Ghost kind of had to look like, all right, well, at least it worked out. And we got the Italians not to mess with Tommy anymore. But just hearing Teresi 
give that speech where he's like, a rat is only a rat if he rats on someone he should be loyal to. If you inform on someone you don't give two shits about to advance your mm-hmm. own cause, it's just business. So Tommy don't trust nobody. And he he's the loosest cannon on the show. But mm-hmm. he he's he's crazy or he's psychotic from a perspective of he puts the dots together and he goes with the most extreme case possible. So now he's thinking, okay, could he be talking about me? I still don't know about this dude because Proctor's telling him. Everybody's telling him, yo, watch out. Watch, watch out because he may, he may have something in it for you. You don't know. So that's where, where we get, um, you know, that's, I, I, I kind of like that. But I'm thinking, did he get him drunk? You know, I I think something interesting about Tommy being so confused, it's kind of like that moment he had with Ghost. Like, Ghost was like, basically, in so many words, you've been in some for two minutes. Like, for real, like, that doesn't sound weird to you. And then it's like, they have that moment of kind of falling out for the 10th time since we've been watching the show. (laughs) But it's kind of like, like you just said, Tommy doesn't really trust anyone he probably barely trusts himself right. um but i think this whole idea because we also saw him have that moment with uh did he have that moment with kanan where kanan kind of like cracked a dad joke and tommy was kind of like yeah Get the hell out of here yeah yeah but it's like he wants that relationship with his dad so bad that he's willing almost to blind himself I mean, we've seen we've seen it before with ghosts because you also have the moment where Kanan is just kind of like, damn, you really can't think for yourself, huh? Right. You're really sitting here under this mind control. You can't think for yourself. So it's like people who Tommy really loves and would really, really protect. It's almost like being blind in a bad relationship. He just doesn't want any parts. But like you said, once something goes left, he's he's going the extreme route. And there's going to be no coming. There won't be any coming back from whatever this next extreme route is that he's going to take because it's going to happen. He won't forgive himself, I don't think. Right. And it's even brought him to the point where he's willing to have a temporary alliance with Angela of all people who is probably his mortal enemy on the show. For all intents and purposes, he's willing to, to... work with her in order to figure out this whole Jimenez thing through the back end. Because Angela, she's feeling the heat. Like, they caught a major L. They, they they can't prosecute the Jimenez no more. Mock and Sacks are running this operation. Where where And it's funny because her, her boss, Tamika, is thinking they're just trying to get Tommy on the drug cartel stuff. But they want to bag Angela, too. And she doesn't really know that. So it isn't Mm -hmm. until they have that conversation that she's like, yo, you telling me about secrets with the whole, you know, because Tamika has enough to really suspect her. Like, yo, she's squashing murder detective cases. And then these dudes want to do stuff behind her back. And they're telling her, Mm -hmm. you don't know her like that. And Donovan is like, "Ah, well, you know, Donovan's really like, yo, I'm not even going to hold you. This is what it is. You got to make that decision on your own. So now she stops the trace and she's basically telling them they got to get something, which is why now they have that money laundering. Mm -hmm. So they needed to get something. And she turned off the, she was like, I'll turn off the tracer, whatever, you know, you, you handle that to the point where now Angela's getting desperate 
right? So she's calling Proctor to set up meetings between her and Tommy where she's basically trying to gas Tommy into outing himself as the uh, as the distro, which is hilarious because he's really not the distro. Right. I feel like every time Angela comes to a big conclusion like this, she's usually wrong. Right. It's usually just like, Sis, you're five minutes too late, and now you're just <laughs> loud and wrong. Please go have a seat. Just go have a seat. Like, and also, it's kind of like you just had ghosts in jail. So why don't you just chill for a second? But like you said, it's I'm so sick of her. I'm like so sick of Angela. But it's just constant desperation. It's like she wants to prove herself, but she's going about doing it in all the wrong ways. So now you're going to collaborate with the dude that you were just trying to put away. Right. Sit down. She handed him that tracer like that was her iPhone mm-hmm. charger that he she was letting him hold. Like what? Mm-hmm. This is federal property, ma'am. You you uh, why would you give him the tracer? And at first I was I was thinking about it and I was like, wait, ain't that tracer still on? But then I watched it another time and I said, okay, they turned it off. But still, you gave him the tracer, and what do you think it's gonna do? Because well, I get why she might have taken the gamble now because for all they know, it's still on his car. Mm-hmm. So they got to get it back one way or another without him knowing. And then if it's not there, then they could be like, oh, shit, he found it. Right. So at the at So her giving him the trace at the end, I think, is really inconsequential. But for mm-hmm. him, I, you know what I like? He he she she was wondering why he wouldn't sign the immunity deal to have some type of leverage. And he let her know why, because I've known where you've lived the whole time. Like when he made mm-hmm. the, the comment about the plant. Yeah, and knew that she had a gun on her. And he, she's just like, "Yo, this man has been in my crib the whole time." But in fact, he's been around her since season two. Oh, absolutely. Remember with um homeboy um damn I can't remember his name that was messing with um uh oh god the 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 Spa- the the Spanish dude. The the Spanish dude that was uh I think he was the original leader of the Tainos. Oh man, I am not, blanking right not, now. Not not Julio. Nah, not Julio. Not Julio. Um nah, I gotta now now I'm on the clock. Cause uh the dude uh the dude that was calling her um Bruja. Yo, I, yes. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So Shout out to imdb.com, your source for all things. <laughs> finding out finding out stories and whatnot. Because, um, yeah, I need, I need to know. I can't believe I'm blanking like this. Like, this is killing me right now. Um, and, and another reason, because that was like my, that was like one of my um, favorite seasons of all time. But uh, it was uh, the brother who played, you remember um, Mr. Lopez from Martin? I'm paying the five. I'm paying the five. You don't remember that? No. Hold wow. On now. You are. Yo, if we. I'm not choosing you on a team for black trivia. No. So don't ever choose me for a team for Martin trivia because I'm not into the show. So that's why I can't answer that question. How did I let you on this show? I know. Wow. I, I'm. You're that not into. Person. You know what? No. How, how, did you watch Fresh Prince at least? Yes, everybody always asks that, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, yes, like I really like Fresh Prince and watch the Jamie Foxx show and the Wayne's Brothers and stuff. I just never, I'm not a Martin Stan. Like if it's on, I'm gonna watch it. But could I do the Martin trivia game? Absolutely. Not. I feel you. So, so Ruiz, 
Ruiz. That was his name. Remember, Ruiz yes. was one of the Primeras, and Nomar was the dude that was messing with his daughter. Yes, and, yes, yes, and yes. he killed Nomar, but Angela had followed followed Nomar to the spot. Mm-hmm. Like he's always been in the background of shit that Angela wanted to do, and then on top of that, he remember he wanted to put the hit out on Angela first, and he went and he did that back way back in like season two or three. So they he's letting it be known, yo, do believe that if I gotta do something to you, it's going to happen because you know right. he has no tech, like. He killed a federal agent in Proctor's crib with no regard for anything that could be going on. Like, that's the one thing. Tommy will will kill somebody and mess up the whole system of order. So, yeah, I, if I was if I was Angela, I wouldn't be feeling too comfortable about the situation either. But it, when you're trying to hide stuff that you're doing, it it makes for strange bedfellows, you know. But also, it's one of those things like. Besides the fact that Tommy knew she had moved something, it's like, Angela, it took you how long to get to the door? Like, (laughs) I'm sure Ghost has explained to Tommy that you were holding a gun in your closet. And you know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of like she almost underestimates how smart Tommy is. And I think that's been part of her major problem. Like, she basically looks at him like, oh, like, Tommy's delinquent. He's a weed carrier. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. He's dumb. He can't do anything, but it's kind of like he's a lot smarter than you think. And at sometimes he's smarter than Ghost is. But, you know, she also has let Jamie back in her life. So I mean, here we are. I mean, was it was it going to end up any other way? Unfortunately, what I really was hoping that Angie and Jamie were not going to end up being the Fitz and Olivia of power. <laughs> and that after last season it was done like I was just like okay I think the same way that Insecure is going to give us closure and Lawrence isn't coming back that maybe they'll be able to stay away from each other in this way but it's just like we're back I mean I'm saying they can't be friends no Angie <laughs> and Jamie can be friends One and also it's like Jamie ghost how stupid are you she had you in jail my dude like what what if there was ever a reason to not talk to anybody or mess with them ever again, it would be that. But no, it's like he's, you know, back on the bottle a little bit. He's calling her like he needs to go get stuff for Tyreek. He's calling her. It's just like and she's showing up when she showed up in the shoe store. And she's just kind of like, I thought that was a one time thing. You couldn't have because you just showed up again. So like what? I'm just trying to figure out. It happened for a while. If Angela is actually more crooked than we think, mm. and she's somehow involved in some stuff we don't know about, because at this point it's just kind of like leave them alone, right. right? And also, are they the only people involved in cases that you touch? There are no other cases for you to touch. <laughs> like, what's happening? Yo, I mean that um that sex must be a one because they got them doing some dumb shit. But like, but. Like well, some yeah. different shit. Like, I mean, that must be like some heroin level addiction <laughs> AUSA coochie. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like that poom poom is like, bro. AUSA. I mean, I, yo, federal pooms must be different, bro. <laughs> but it's also like, she's clearly digmatized because it's like you oh, had yes. dude, the, the other dude that screwed her over, and she's slowly oh, going. Yes, and here she is going back to Old Faithful. Like, 
you let him in the apartment. Meeting him out in public, cool. I get it. I get it. You know, old habits die hard, but right. at your apartment after hours, sis, what? <laughs> Well, let's What's get happening? into that. You you touched about you touched on ghosts, and it's just wild. And I said it last week on the on the show. He is the most powerless person in power now. Absolutely. And even when he wins, he loses. You think about this whole Queen's Child project oh and how <laughs> how Dre is now the face, and he he he's faced with a dilemma where Tate is telling them, "Yo." This is the face. This is what it is. This this uh, meeting is a formality. They brought Simon Stern back, which was crazy because I forgot for a second that he ended up becoming a partner again with James after James took all of his clubs and, and linked up with his wife. They mm-hmm. somehow remained partners again, but he's been out of the picture. And, you know, anytime you get Victor Garber on screen, that's a plus. Like that it, man is an actor. All the time I'm like, he's an I love him. He's, he's like A1. Yeah, like he's like this is this is when you know you're on you're on screen with a Titan cuz he was on he was on um Legends of Tomorrow and Arrow and all those CW shows and he was killing it and then he left. They wrote him off the show because he was doing Broadway out here. Mm-hmm. I think it was, I think it was Hello Dolly. But it was something where it was like, yeah, you may want to go see him in that too because he's just that good of an actor. And I thought their interaction was cool because Tate, Tate basically suns them. Like, yo, you gave me all these contributions. And you could tell, like, he was, like, the smug, rich dude. Um, he commented when he was like, yo, we already have a black that, that came from the bottom. Why we need two? He's like, this is redundant. And he's like, and I've contributed to you people. You know, it's like he, he you peopled him in the yeah. most classy way possible. But also it's like you you peopled them after you said we already have right. one black. Like, it was, but it was it's crazy because watching that, it's like, Nobody flinched, no. <laughs> and no. it was just like, "What?" That money's long, but, boy. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. But Tate is—I'm still trying to figure him out because I like him, but I don't. It's the same way. Like I really, really like Dre. Like, I, like if they kill Dre off, I don't really know what I'll do. But he's Dre is maybe my favorite character on the show. Um, Dre could be a Mission Impossible villain at this point. But Batman. it's like yo. Yes. It's he he adds a layer of depth, and I mean, I shout out to Rogue Timmy because I I really enjoy his acting. That he makes it hard to know whether or not you're rooting for him or against him. But like I said, it's kind of like without him, there would kind of be a hole there. Mm-hmm. But um, that whole scene was really intense and kind of connects to what um, Kanan had said. Like, you pretty motherfuckers just don't <laughs> want to stay out the spotlight. Right. Like, Always want to be on TV, wrong? man. <laughs> I want to be on TV, man. <laughs> you know, like, you know what I'm saying? But it's... it's it, Like you said, Ghost is powerless. And it's kind of like, if he would just go with the flow, it's a win. His name's on it, but his ego won't let him. Right. And he just wants to be seen, but it's also like you're a criminal. Don't you want to take the back seat real quick? You don't right. like don't you just want to like step back and it's kinda like who is he trying to prove something to? Is he trying to prove how much he really loved Raina? Is he trying to prove that he's a good dad? Is he trying to prove that he's not this criminal since he has was just in jail? Like what is he trying to what is he trying to win here? 
because like Tate said, like, well, of course you're still part of it. Right. Of course. You're just not the face. Plus Andre is, is younger and will, you know, connect with the kids better, but it's like all that's over his head and he doesn't, he doesn't want to hear it. Well, there is the little, there is the little, um, detail that Dre is responsible for his daughter's death and and losing and Tommy Tommy broke it down we'll get to it when we talk to talk about Tariq's birthday party but mm-hmm. you know Tommy broke it down to Tariq lovely when he told him um he took my business he killed my friend he he put you in the line of fire for um with, with Raina sent you basically sent you almost sent you into your death like this mm-hmm. dude and, and and the reason why ghost has an issue is because this is not on his terms everybody else is controlling it when he was the one that was controlling it and you think about it like this simon stern gave him the best piece of advice and he told him anytime you're faced with a difficult situation you get out of it with the confidence and, and the determination um, use the word aplomb like that was like mm-hmm. a billion dollar word you know like you 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 finesse your way out of these situations just like you did with me you finessed me out of three whole clubs and an empire you mm-hmm. need to finesse again and he pulled yo he went corporate on Dre I would have never thought about this where he got him fired because he violated his no compete clause at truth mm-hmm. So Ghost is a businessman. Like he had it, and and the fact that he pulled that out, that was like a, a, a that was a chess move. It put him in a position where he wasn't going to allow Dre to work. So you got to get fired immediately. You lose the charity event at your spot. He's gonna host it at Truth. Ghost is thinking, okay, I I messed up his legal money. So now all he has is the the drugs. So now he's going to be disgraced and won't be a part of a QCP. But Tate is like, I don't care about that. In fact, Tate is ready to get him another job with a donor so that he can be good. Tate just really don't mess with Ghost. She, he don't fuck with Ghost at all. And he fuck with Dre because he knows he's younger. He could probably manipulate the situation with him better. And he, he's determined to, to win on his terms. And the fact that Ghost cannot win on his terms. And plus, he, he's never really coped with Reyna's death. All of that came to a head. Yo, you missed your son's birthday party. You drinking. You, you're doing all this stuff, and you're watching as it succeeds in spite of you. Mm-hmm. In your club, the dude that, led, that, that had a hand in your daughter's death, the councilman that has you by the balls, everybody's in your face, and you can't do nothing? Yeah, he was going to snap. And, and, and I, loved, I loved when... He basically stitched. He sounded like a scorned lover. You don't know him. You don't know black dude. He's still slinging dope. He, 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 yo, he was going in on him and it's, then trying to choke out Tate. So, so it's just so it's loaded. This whole that whole scene was really really loaded. So one, I'm trying to still understand Tate because he's crooked. So he's another one. I'm like. From the very, very beginning, I thought it was just kind of, he was weird. Like, he's manipulative, obviously, but I've been trying to figure out, like, what he really knows about Ghost. Like, I really think he knows more than what he said, because it's just kind of like you don't just meet someone and manipulate them. Because it's like, if, 
if Ghost was a normal person, he would have been able to walk away easily. Right. Like this wouldn't even we wouldn't even be at this place. So that's first. Um, when Ghost choked him out in the club, I thought for the first 15 seconds, I was like, oh, this must be what he wants to do in his mind. There's no way he just snapped like this in public. And here we are. He snapped like that in public. But um, drunk actions reveal sober thoughts. Isn't that what somebody said? That's what they that's what they say. But it's just also like you said, Ghost hasn't handled the death. He He's thinking that killing the person that killed that other young man was going to fix it. He thinks that running Tasha off for good and blaming her and calling her lazy and not letting her talk in therapy, he thinks that that's going to fix it. You know, he's running around trying to like fill a void, but he doesn't know what to fill it with because he refuses to address actual feelings. This is maybe the first time we've actually seen ghost feel anything about something outside of reconnecting with Angie and losing Angie and reconnecting with Angie and losing Angie. Right. Um, but it just shows his lack of maturity and it kind of continues to prove Tasha's mom right. Tasha's mom has been talking about ghosts the whole series. (laughs) She definitely has. Like from season one, it's just kind of like, it might be the first episode where, uh, I think it was Raina or Tariq was like, oh, can dad help me with my Spanish homework? And then Tasha's mom was like, mm, and how exactly does he know Spanish? And Tasha's like, I don't know, mom. He knew it before I met him. So it's just like, we don't like you anyway. Get out. But plus, there's also an element of Ghost isn't really needed for anything right now. He's right. not running his clubs. Um, he's not needed for the Queen Child Project. He's clearly not needed as a father because he's not doing a good job. He's not needed as a husband. Um, and he's not really, he's not doing anything. He's just literally in the middle of this world existing right now. Only because, like, really, people are just, like, letting him. He's not, he's not helping anybody. He's really only harming himself. So. Yeah. Tate tells him when he when he's like, what kind of man would murder over a business dispute? <laughs> and he's like, yo, you don't know who I am. He's like, yeah, I think I do. I love that he, when he got up at the end when, when Stern called his coast name. He was like, you know you done fucked up, right? <laughs> <laughs> yo, this show is yo, this show is funny how they inject their humor. Sometimes they inject it subtly like that. And other times it's like dead ass in your face. Mm-hmm. Right? So so you got um you got ghost. Uh, this dude, super drunk. What did you think about Drunk Ghost? I, the so, acting, how that was. Like, how did you think? Like, yo, the Henny definitely hit his system. Like, he cursed I, out the Reverend. The Reverend was like, I, "I will take care of you, son." Like, he he encourages him I'm to go to the. Son. He's like, "I ain't your son, nigga." <laughs> like, it's kind of like, calm down. You're talking to a man of the cloth right now, and you can't see straight. Relax. But it's kind of like. I'm wondering if we're going to get to the root of his alcohol problem. Cause that's also been something that like has been injected like since season one. Like we know he doesn't really drink like that. Mm-hmm. We don't really know or understand like why we just know he doesn't do it. Right. And now it's starting to really show itself from choking Tate out to 
cussing the reverend out, then having to go talk to the reverend leader. But then it's like you get home because you drank your way through your son's birthday party and you blast your son drunk, which is, it was, that was a really good scene, that whole sequence. And it wasn't just blasting his son. Tariq gave that man the The business. business. I didn't know who was the son and I didn't know who was the father because Tariq might need a Father's Day gift. He went all the way in on him. Yo, to the point where (laughs) he brings the Jordans. He's like, I don't want this. I don't want your money. He, He wants the truth. That was like his tell the truth moment, yo. Like he wanted the truth. He's 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 cha- he's berating Ghost about Reina, saying the only reason why Reina like he's hitting him with with nothing mm-hmm. but slander. Like yo, the only reason why Reina um didn't say nothing is because you bought us stuff. You can't buy me. Like he he's going all the way in talking wild mm-hmm. shit, and Ghost can't do nothing. He shot a swig on him. He's he's drunk. Like this was the the epitome. Of, I I'm taller than my parents now, and I'm going to I'm going to shoot my shot and and, and assert myself. And yo, when he was like, I'm going back to choke, and he was like, You can't do it without my money. He's like, I don't want your fucking money. Go. I was like, Wow. He's like, right. I don't fucking want your money. Goes. That was that was the point of no return for me because Tariq has had it. He's up to here. He 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 uh the uh, without the with the whole drug game. And mm-hmm. everything, and and this dude, this dude, like yo, Ghost got kicked out of his crib. Like he really got kicked out of his crib for that. So I just thought, I thought that scene was real powerful because you could see Tariq has reached his boiling point. Mm-hmm. No matter how wrong he is, he's reached his boiling point, and and Ghost brought it upon himself. And furthermore, if Ghost would have put them hands on him. <laughs> like he was supposed no. to a couple of episodes before. I don't know if Tariq would have been breaking fly like that, but we here no, now. Tariq. And, and Tariq put that man in this place. Tariq, I mean, we don't like the character. Nobody likes the character because he gets on our nerves. But it was a moment of truth, and it's a moment of truth that it's one of those things. Like you know, like when you get to a certain age and stuff, you might like get into it with your parents a little bit. Mm-hmm. Your parents, their feelings get, you know what I'm saying? They get hurt. They're affected. They really like think about it. It's not like you're a two year old being like, I can't, I don't like mommy because she didn't let me. It's not that anymore. So this truth coming from Tariq is different from it coming from anybody else. Cause right. everybody has said at a certain point, like you're selfish. You get on everybody's nerves pretty much. You don't think about anybody, you know, you don't care about your family. You only care about you, you, you. He's been ignoring that for how long? Like you're talking about a man who was like in jail, came out and tried to act like everything was going to be perfect. Right. But it's not until your son says this where it really hit hard. And I think that's why Tasha kind of sat there and let him just go. She only jumped in when Ghost tried to attack. Right. But it's like he was affected. So this is uh this is really, um, it's a turning point, I think. And like you said, like, then you can't even sleep in your own house. You can't even sleep in your own house. And actually, the nerve of you to try to act like you're going to kick me and our son out. Like, get out of here. Huh? Get, He's like, like, this is my house. He's like, not nowadays. You got to go. He said, like, come back when we leave. I was like, mm. I was like, mm, ghost, you just got to go, bro. Just take that L and go. But, you know. He it's powerful that he ended up at the Reverend's church to talk and he really got talked through it where 
he's blaming everybody. He's blaming God. He's blaming his son. He's blaming everybody but himself. And and I like how the reverend brought him to the point like, yo, what do you think you, Raina would do? What would you want to do for yourself? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, I want to be a better man. And what better way to be a better man than to go to your ex's house who put you in jail and broke and and helped along with you in breaking up your family and is now in as much illegal activity as if not more than you currently are. And um, now we're here. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that, you know what, though? It's interesting, too, that. So one person that gave him the sobering moment was Tariq, but the pastor really getting at him kind of like you keep talking about everybody else. Right. But, ba- but basically the common factor here is you. And it's just kind of like, he's so, he's not self-aware at all. And he hasn't evolved. Everybody else on the show has evolved in some way, shape or form. Ghost is now like he's plateaued. Right. Like he's, he's plateaued. And it's almost like he's emotionally stunted. So it's kind of like, what's next? Angela's not helping you out this funk. So like, what's next? Are you going to, you know, turn a new leaf or are you going to remain the same jackass you've been since season one? Right. Yeah. And this, this is the decisions that you have to make. And and speaking of Tasha, I mean, Tasha had some, uh, (laughs) Tasha had some, some hard questions to answer herself because this whole, you could tell like she, she's been able to grieve more than goals, but she's still messed up. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, she bought the wrong cake. And it's ill how you see when um, Super Simp Terry Silver was in the spot with her and um, and just talking about, like, he's doing all his best to try to get over to the to his house from the hotel. Bring He's like, bring your, bring your kids, bring your mama if you got to. I just want you to, mm-hmm. you know. And she, you know, she's affected by the, um, by the baker who tells her, like, you know, same thing. Because you keep, we, they reiterate a bunch of times that they're twins. So Tariq Which this twin. also, can we just, can we time out for a second and really talk about this twin thing? Yeah. Because I've, because, you know, they imply it again throughout the seasons and stuff. But something about Sunday's episode had Twitter really going off because everybody was like, hold on a second. Twins where? And twins how? And twins what? I just want to say, I've been trying to figure out if there is a larger reason for them actually being twins as opposed to Tariq being like the quote unquote older brother since that's what everybody thought anyway but that's just like it's just an aside for me because I'm just like you really have to be like in it to know Mm -hmm. but I'm just I was just wondering if there was like a deeper because it's not like Tariq's been walking around like damn I lost my you know my other half like that's you know this person I have this secret connection with and stuff like that so yeah right. I just i just had to say that because it was just like twitter was slightly up in arms as was my instagram story like <laughs> like my cousin was like okay like what well they've spoken about it for a minute i will say it was probably last season or the towards the end of season three where they dropped that tidbit that they were twins and i was like what Mm-hmm. Like I remember being on a, a episode, of, a earlier episode of Power After Hours, and we brought it up, and I was like, "Wait, they're twins." Mm-hmm. The, the only a- thing, the only thing, even more surprising is that that uh, the third daughter, Yaz, is even around. Like you know, it's in not in her writer to appear in every episode, apparently. But um, 
You know, she she like I said last week, she she lives where Bobby Schmurda's hat got thrown, and she only comes <laughs> down whenever she feels like it. So, so they have one they have one absent they have a, a deadbeat daughter, a deadbeat young child who's never around, and then uh, I guess they're fraternal twins. So uh, that's the most like, fraternal, right? The most fraternal, right? Like like, like fraternity fraternal, like they be stepping in, <laughs> like that's how fraternal they are. So I, that's something. A question. I, I hope if I um if I speak to Courtney Kemp again, I want to ask that. What was the what was the um storyline reason for making them twins? Maybe it was for this point. I don't know. But that dinner mm-hmm. was jokes. You got Kanan sending Tariq bitmojis. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that is like the the classic hood dude who who just got back around technology that starts using the text. Yo, that man sent a um, that man sent mm-hmm. a get rich or die trying bitmoji. <laughs> like two years after the rest of us stopped using bitmojis, here he yo, goes. Yo, you would have thought. Yo, I, he I thought he was sending clip art. <laughs> but also, why has nobody changed your number? What is the problem? Well, we, to be fair, we just see that they're texting. We don't know if they're burners. We don't know if they're whatever. It's just fair. their text messages, to be fair. But, you know, she's texting Silver. K, um, uh, Tariq is texting Kated. Everybody's like, uh, I, I like the whole Socrates bit. The fact that Tommy knows Socrates, I, I think that was just, that was hilarious. But mm-hmm. um, here's something funny. So Tommy takes him on a joyride, lets him drive his car as his as his uh, present to eventually corner him about snitching to Dre. How he knew how to drive? So, right. So when I saw it, I was like, <laughs> first off, it's not like they're out in the country somewhere where he could just put his the pedal to the metal and just like go. Right. Tariq out here like speed racer doing a damn thing through downtown Manhattan. You would have thought he'd happening? been knew how to drive for years. Right. Yeah. Uncle Tommy, I'm not old enough to drive. Oh, well, we couldn't tell Tariq because if this is the first time you're behind the wheel, <laughs> you're looking like a professional who's been a licensed driver for quite some time. Like, what? That man was driving like a dollar cab <laughs> in the city. And mind you, for those of y'all who, who, don't, who aren't from New York, the last place you want to take your first drive is in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. The absolute last place you want to take your first drive is in Manhattan. So I don't know, maybe he was go-karting, maybe he was a Mario Kart legend or something. I don't know how, but I know when I, I went to Driver's Ed. Did you do Driver's Ed? No, I didn't. My oh, mom taught me oh, you told, My mom was like, hell no, I'm not doing that. You're not messing up my car. Go take Driver's Ed. So I took Driver's Ed, and, and this is where the dude has the brake on his side. Yo, the first mm-hmm. time I drove, and I drove a car with no power steering. Like, they really want you to learn how to drive. I'm rolling my eyes and whatnot. So I'm driving, and you know, I, I got the heavy foot already, and dude is braking for me. I could, but Tommy's crazy enough to let a dude do that, but... um. I just thought it was funny that his first ride, he's riding like he's playing a racing video game. And even Tommy's like, it's just like a video game. I'm like, but fam, he does he like it was just funny. I like how he was like, you'll pull over. And I'm like, yo, does how does he know how to pull over? Did he right. just learn how to drive? I just thought it was pretty funny, like how uh, that that you you really want me to suspend belief. But to, in, in the vein of Tommy continuing to put two and two together. He, I, he, he, he makes um, Tariq confess about being the snitch and wondering why. And I understood mm-hmm. Tariq. I finally because we wanted to know why. Why the hell? Why the hell did you do that? And he basically said, "Yo, he delivered Ray Ray to me. 
He wasn't thinking like, yo, you sent him to Ray Ray, knowing Ray Ray got guns. He's a trained detective. He can shoot all of that or police officer, whatever. You sent him to Ray Ray, but you also sent Tariq to him. So Tariq mm-hmm. is like, yo, he he gave me info on mind you, Tariq had to blackmail him to get it. But he he gave him info on where Ray Ray was. So he he basically paid back the favor and said that he did the right thing. And I loved what Tommy said because I can see it when he was like, um, loyal only to your own cause. You sound exactly like Ghost. And he's telling them like, yo, you don't know nothing. Remember Socrates. But it, it is true because you think about it. All this shit that he's been doing from drinking the lean, hanging out, hanging out with <clears throat> Ray Ray and Kanan, hitting these licks, um, choosing, picking and choosing when he wants to, to, to divulge information. It's all been for him. Yeah, we mm-hmm. can talk about the effect his family and, and learning their secrets and all that was and, and all that effect. But it's all been to serve himself. And as long as he's all right, even telling Raina not to tell, knowing what could happen. Mm-hmm. It's all been to serve himself. So in in essence, he's evolving into a more ruthless version of Ghost or a more reckless version of Ghost. He can't even leave Kanan alone. He's getting rods from Kanan. I love it. Kanan was like, yo. yo, I would tell you happy birthday, but it seems kind of fucked up because of your sister. <laughs> yo. Yo. Kanan is like, Kanan is like the worst, but he's the best. Yes. But it's just like, what? But also, it's kind of like, it's sad in a way that that's, in a way, Tariq's father figure. Like, oh, ghost, I don't need you to get back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to just make this call. What? He's learning on, he's learning on his own. Um, You know, so that's, that's what it is. So, so quick things, that scene with Tasha and uh, Silver with the whole warrant, um, why was the why were the detectives coming over talking about we have a break in the case but we can't tell you because it's part of an ongoing investigation? So why tell them that you got a break in the case? Right, like you coming over for that ballistics? Right, you coming over for that ballistics report? And I do believe that they they knew she was like they were put laying a trap for her because she did tell them that it was um, reported stolen and Blanca who was also there claimed mm-hmm. that yeah that it, it checked out but who knows. But Silver's fed up. Like he's like, "Yo, I've been trying to wine. I wash your car, paid your rent. I, 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 I've been trying to wine and dine you to my crib, and you still cape it for ghosts." So he wants one or the other. Either you're a victim or you're an accomplice, and he he's ready to be out. So I don't know how Tasha's going to handle that. Uh, I also don't know how she's going to handle basically dry snitching to her son that she would have rather him dead than Raina. Yo, that moment. Yo, did you see yeah. the tweet where somebody was like, yo, would you would you have wanted Raider to die instead of me? And then put all of us. And it's the meme of the, of, of the sister that does the, well, duh face. Which yo. is like, roll the eyes. I <laughs> lost it. Yo. But the thing about that whole, I'm tired of this Tasha Silver thing. So is her mama. Oh, again. Mom sped up. It's, it's just like, listen to your mom. Your Her mom is like the peanut gallery that nobody's trying to listen to whole series but it's like she's sick and tired of it she's telling you to stay clear because she knows that whatever's happening is like way sketchier than you're trying to admit to her but that whole scene with Tasha and Tariq where Tariq is kind of like I can't let you do this you know what's going on blah 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 and then she freaks out he asks the question she runs away 
And then you have the moment, like you said, Tasha's mourning. She's been mourning, but it's like Tariq hasn't had that moment. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it kind of sucks. He already feels guilty, but it's also like Ghost and Ghost and Tasha don't like him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, neither one of them, because Tariq said something similar to Ghost, if I'm not mistaken, and Ghost was just kind of, you know, too drunk to really get into it. But it's, uh, those were sad moments. I felt bad for him. This is the episode where I was like, okay, like, I guess I kind of got to be okay with Tariq again, because up until this point, I've been like, he can go. So let's talk about, let's talk about the main event, though. The main. Laces. Kendrick Lamar on power. Give me your thoughts. So, <laughs> I watch Power as soon as it comes out. So, Midnight Gang I mean, or 9, 9 p.m. for y'all. Right. Luckily, Ugh. but on Saturday, like when I got home, it was like midnight and I watched and I was tired. And when I was watching, I was like, damn, this man looks like Kendrick Lamar. But in my mind, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> But in my mind, I was like, and I fell asleep watching it the first time because I was like so tired. But I was like, he sounds like Kendrick. Then I was like, that's a nose ring like Kendrick. And I was like, damn, is it Kendrick for real, for real? But he is one of those moments like he really transformed in such a way and really played that part. I really had to ask myself those questions. And then obviously, like when I rewatched and stuff, I was on Twitter and everybody's like, fam, like for real, for real? I, one, I never expected it. I feel like we've seen Kendrick kind of touch a little bit of this in music videos, I guess, do some directing. I would have never expected for him to pop up on power, ever. But I really like that he made his acting debut on power. And I love the fact that he made his acting debut on power in a scene with 50 Cent. You know, who who is one of these hip-hop artists that decided to do the acting thing. But he was so good. Like, he was so, so, so good. Like, I'm so impressed. I can't actually wait to watch the episode again to just, like, really get into it again. But Kendrick's amazing. And I'm glad it wasn't a typical... I'm glad he just wasn't... A rapper? In some gang. Yeah, or a rapper or just some random dude they were doing business with like he really had to tap into something and get really gritty he had to really kind of come out that accent of his a little bit um for different parts of it but the back the the schizophrenic quality of his character and stuff like that but it's also like having been in new york city or even out here in la and stuff you you come across moments like that and and you know i'm saying and people like that but he, that was just so bomb to me. I'm like really, really, really impressed. Like, and I, I'm really happy. I'm I'm really, really, really happy that it was him and not like a random actor and stuff like that. Like that, it was bomb. And the fact that we got to see him in a couple of different scenes. So I thought it was going to be over after the first scene, but I like that he played a role through the whole episode. Right. So I could tell you he's my favorite guest star in Power History might be one of my favorite characters, Laces. Like, this dude was the, the woke dope head in the neighborhood. Where if you've grown up in neighborhoods like, like that or even similar, you, will, you know who that is. Mm-hmm. And, and watching the interview that Courtney Kemp did with him, they basically said, 
they want their guest stars to play somebody completely different from who the public knows that they are. So you think about Jerry Ferrara, Proctor. We've never really seen him as a lawyer before. You um, mock um, the 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 uh, uh, yeah uh, John Mock, right? Mm-hmm. Who's um Sun Kang? He's in all the Fast and Furious. He's still smooth. He's been smooth like how he is in the show, but he's mm-hmm. in Fast and the Furious and all these other shows. He never really played a, a detective or, or a AUSA. Um, who else? Uh, shit, Lorenz Tate. Never seen him as yeah. a councilman. Old dog is a councilman now. Like you, you get different. You get different sides of of people who are the guest stars or or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And Kendrick wanted to play the opposite of who he was. So he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll play a, a dope head or I'll play a dope fiend or whatever the case may be. And I just thought it was funny how Kanan linked up with him where it was a random occurrence. He finds the neighborhood dude who knows more than people know, think that they know. Mm-hmm. And he uses him to set up random Tainos for the wet up. Can I say just shout out to shout out to the director, Sanford Bookstaver. He, the shots in this episode were yes. were awesome. From when Ghost was drunk and having that that just a position of real life versus the the when the henny's in the system and you wild inebriated, like you you got that dichotomy real well and it, it was played well. This scene with Fifty Cent, the first hit that they set up, where Fifty Cent was riding this damn bike Yo. that he got for twenty dollars with some gift cards, which is a steal in the hood, right? You, yo, he hops on this bike, the old school bike with the streamers and the bell, to mm-hmm. Mob Deke's shook ones as Laces sets dude up and he comes to us, shoots him. Like, even the shot where they're riding and it's from his perspective, where you see it the, over the handlebars, and then mm-hmm. when dude realizes it's him, and even when, um, when Kendrick first appeared, that frantic. Um, zoom up to him and then everything pauses um, mm-hmm. it was little stuff too like the music is playing the music is playing and then uh, when 50 leaves or Kanan leaves the music just stops and he stops and he looks around and then just walks off that reminded me of a Kendrick video Loki. Mm-hmm. It reminded well, what me I'm going to say is for me I really liked I agree with you I really liked how this episode was shot but I was going to say that it felt music video like, yes. you know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't, it's not that the other episodes haven't been directed well, because I like the look of the show in general, but this added like different dimensions to it. Like, I think that, like you said, they did a lot of things with the angles, just with the shots. Um, so you could really feel, cause I guess this was an episode that was really about pulling us in but you started to feel a lot of different things. So, yeah, I just, it was good. This was really, really good. But the moment with 50 on the bike is very music video, like the slow motion. With the smile on his face. It was right. wild comedy. Like, they're the, Kanan and Laces are the buddy, the buddy cop slash heist film. I didn't know I needed until now. I didn't mm-hmm. know I needed it. But, yo, but his, and shout out to the writers too. His dialogue was mm-hmm. amazing. Like the whole thing where he's talking about the neocortex heightening senses, that's how he could smell his cowhide leather jacket. The mm-hmm. whole spiel he had about when he was breaking down the whole, you know, uh, he, <laughs> he was like, we Spanish and we niggas. Don't think about it too hard. You might blow your mind. 50 comes Yo. and shoots him in the head. He's like, you thought about it too hard, man. <laughs> I 
Yo. What about the dinosaurs and the chicken argument? Yo, that fuck, I had some good chicken today too. And I, I, it was conflict chicken for me because I was thinking about that dinosaur shit the whole time I was pounding it out. Like, yo, That's do we even gotta, exist? Gotta hit the vegetarian tip real quick. Yo, I'm telling you. I'm telling Well, you know, Kaden ain't a vegan. Kaden ain't well, a vegan because right. he said he couldn't eat <laughs> pussy. So he, <laughs> he quit. Yo, can I tell you the end? The end was so poignant yet comedic where this dope fiend psychoanalyzed Kanan mm-hmm. within a way that he was trying to get out of being killed because Kanan thought alright I hit all these I hit, I, I, I hit all these murders I gotta eliminate all the evidence so once dude once Laces hears the click clack turns around like I don't who are you I don't know you and then, and then when, 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 when Kanan gives him the gun and is like, yo, sell this. And he just mm-hmm. breaks it out like, yo, you don't have any friends, do you? Find it hard to make human connections? Are you sad? Right, yo. You know, he's like, he's like, you feel like nobody's there for you. Like, and the whole time you see Kanan's face change like, yo. Like, like for like, real? Like, like, like he's contemplating it. Then he goes into Cymbalta. <laughs> yeah. And starts breaking down. He's like, butt noises, dick noises, right. butt bleeding. It, it, right. it can cause symptoms. It can cause certain symptoms. Like, yo. And it was ill how it changed. And he was like, man, get the fuck out of here. But but he's just like, you nasty, you nasty. Like, the whole thing. Talking about the Tower of Babel. Like, it, it came off so, like, it wasn't, like, fake woke. It was, it was crackhead woke. Where mm-hmm. they may actually have a point, but because they're so high or shifty, you're like, man... I'm not trying to hear all that shit. Right. You know what I mean? But and he played it so... Like, I did not see Kendrick Lamar. I saw no. Laces. That's important. That's, that's what I'm saying. When I first saw it, I was like, hold on. Is it Kendrick? Then I was like, nah, I can't. There's no way. But he did. He he embodied that character. He embodied that character. Like I said, I'm glad that the character was threaded through the entire episode and not just that first, very first scene. Right. Um, yeah, it was good. That was the main event. That was the main no, event. That was it. And they they capitalized. I'm gonna tell you, they 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 knocked it out the park with that one. Kendrick, mm-hmm. Kendrick, yeah, that was a great call. That that's the type of stuff that I think you need to inject new life in the series. I'm glad they did not kill him off. I'm glad I, they I'm, didn't kill him. I'm either. glad that he has an uh, uh, the ability to come back at any time because we might need him to come back again. Um, I love the quote, just looking through some of my notes, I love the quote that Kanan said about Ghost. He said, Ghost is like that little bitch from Charlie Brown, always moving the ball. Talking, mm-hmm. to, talking to Tommy about not trusting him and, and always being overbearing. As he continues to effortlessly draw a divide between everyone. Not only just Tommy and Ghost, but Dre and Cristobal. Because Cristobal is like, yo, your pe- somebody's killing my people. I think it's too big. As which which automatically implies Dre, which actually is low key backfiring now because Diego wants to wants his money, he wants his clubs run, wants the drugs run, and Dre finally told him, "Yo, these dudes are probably the ones who put you in jail. These dudes are knocking off our people. These dudes are throwing our side. We gotta we gotta get them out of here." And Diego's with it, but not if they tell Alicia, which Alicia is gonna find out eventually. I know she's of gonna course. find out, but it's this is how it's going down. This is how they're giving it up. Um, you got anything else on this, Miss Taj? Um, anything else? I this. I think we. I think we hit everything for the most part. Yeah, I think we covered everything. Uh, the only thing I have to say is that 
I really don't want to see Angela and Ghost <laughs> do anything. Like, I don't want it. You not with the rekindle? No, because at this point, it's just kind of like, what? <laughs> like, for, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, for for what? And the thing about it, too, is like, they don't even trust each other. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you rekindle something, you have to trust the other person. But it's kind of like, they don't trust each other at this point. Well, they're maybe- doing things out of habit, but there's no... There may be some love there that's not lost, but there is no trust. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I well, just we'll root see. for Angie to just, I just root for Angie to be smarter. But then again, it's kind of like her staying this stupid is what helps Tasha out because Tasha knows she can keep Angie in pocket that way because Angie, quote unquote, owes her. Right. And Angie yeah, ain't been smart uh, since season one. So. I mean that is yeah. what it is. All right, let's get let, let's get into some of these uh, reader questions real quick before we get out of here. Uh, we got some good ones today. I mean, they must have known that Taj was going to be in the building because they, yeah, they, they must have known. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> these are these are some these are some official tissue ones. So, all right, first from Detective Conan on the IG, and as always, you can follow me at Jeff J says. And when we post the Power Talk, you can leave your questions, and we'll answer them on the air. Um, Teresi told the feds about Tommy cleaning the money through the club. Isn't that all they need? They needed something, and they got they got that win. So we'll see where they can. Because at the end of the day, they have to catch them laundering. So right. I guess that that's what they. I, I guess that's gonna work. They uh, need something, but it's also not to say Teresi won't feel guilty and say something to Tommy, so they can figure out a way to like work that out. Like right. I feel like Tommy always gets by somehow right always yeah you're right um also from him also wasn't ghost drunk by the end of the episode how did he get from the club to home to church to angela's <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to pretty teethers who replied uber lyft jamaican car service from luke cage duh <laughs> Listen. Well, well he doesn't have drivers anymore so i'm thinking uh, he was he, he called uber it definitely wasn't um it definitely wasn't shared ride because he wouldn't have got around that quick. Mm-mm. He definitely would have got around that quick. Or if it, if they're like in how they are in Manhattan sometimes, where they be purposely shout out to Lyft drivers that purposely drive outside your shared space so that they don't got to pick you up in certain areas and you end up canceling. I'm very woke. I'm very woke <laughs> to those those maneuvers. So maybe maybe he still has a, a service low key because you know Sean ain't there. He ain't been, he been dead since season two. Um, but uh. Yeah, he probably did get. Uh, he probably did Uber and Lyft or do the black the black car service. I don't he know. Did that, move that, a lot, though. That, that's he that's a lot hilarious. Um, pretty Tifus. Am I missing something? Because the way Tate has been pushing Dre into the limelight, despite being fired from Bassett Group, despite not being originally part of the founding group for Building Fund, why has Ghost nor anyone else realized or even questioned who Tate is and why yeah. the erection for putting uh, Dre out front? Yeah, so, I, I mean, I I'm telling you, go. you go ahead. I I just ever since Tate appeared, like I said earlier uh, in this episode, I question him because it's just like you want to talk about a crooked politician. Even before Raina, because like he was around before Raina was gone, it was just kind of like, why are you attaching yourself to ghosts, and what are you about to do? And like. Like, nobody is asking any questions, but the question needs to be asked. Like, we need to know who he is and why. Because he has to know something about who Ghost is, who Dre is, mm. and their connection to each other. 
I so think I'm he's just him. a politician who just knows that he's in bed with with dudes who who was doing street shit. And and now he's manipulating it because he wants to be governor. So I don't even think I think he knows what he needs to know in order to get that done. But now after Ghost put his hands on him, he may want to learn more. I'm pretty sure he came from those same streets or from those same areas, and he has more. He's probably leading on more than what he knows. Mm-hmm. But um, but but yeah, like I I definitely agree that that something something is up. At least that's where they're leading us to be. So we'll see. Uh, Clock dodges. Kendrick Lamar killed his role and should continue acting. I agree 100%, mm-hmm. man. Like, like, I like to see him in something different where it's not so close to heart because a lot of times when you're first acting, like when people first act and they're doing a role that's close to something they're familiar with, it's easier. And that's a great way to start. But this dude is an artist, man, and he, he really sees this opportunity. Like mm-hmm. this dude, I, I'm, it's scary how good he was in this episode and I, I can't wait to see him in more stuff because it, it's going to happen oh I agree like I you know that transition from stage to screen is not always easy right for any, you know what I'm saying for anyone like we've seen plenty of people try to do it and very few do it really really well but Kendrick is one that does it really really well so I like like you said hopefully they bring him back at some point in the season since he wasn't killed off but I can't wait to see him do some other stuff. Facts, big facts. Uh, PH imbalance. What's going on, top? Uh, so I'm supposed to wait. Hold on, let me let me let me get this because screen off and off. So Simon just went to Belgium, grew a mustache, and now his ghost voice. A reason I call shenanigans. I didn't even know he was in Belgium. That's some real rich. That's some next level rich shit. Mm-hmm. My man went to Belgium to go find himself. I mean, but can I somebody send me? I went to go find myself. Where are you trying to go say? to find yourself, Taj? Where am I going to find myself? Um, one of the deserts in Arizona. That's where I would be. You, 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 you thinking? You thinking too domestic, man? I'm like, yo, if they flipping the bill, like, send me to Bora Bora, some shit, like. I need to be somewhere yeah. with a desert. So I oh, you, oh, you really trying to find yourself? You're not trying to be lit. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if finding himself was code for being lit, though. Yeah, probably. I wouldn't was. be surprised because. He gets down with the get down for real, for real. Right, right. <laughs> you already know he's about that life. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if Simon Stern um, was was doing that shit. So yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's a stretch. But anytime you can bring Victor Garba back on on camera, you 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 do that shit. Okay. You do you mm-hmm. you do it asexually. Uh, let's see what else. Da-da-da-da-da. You want to hear some? You want to hear some comments from my power group chat? Yes, I do. <laughs> Yo, I love that you're in a power group chat. Oh, uh, come on. You already know. You already, this, this is my dudes. We, we nitpick, we talk shit, and we do everything in between. So, uh, my guy, Cousin D, yo, these Taino dudes got to stop walking down empty city blocks by themselves. <laughs> like, all the time, though. Like, what is the problem? Yo, if I was in, in heavy illegal shit, I would not be walking down anyone's alley. I would, I would take an Uber to my car right up the block. Yup. Facts. Yup. $5 is enough for my life. Uh, let's see. Um, one other thing I chuckled at. Ghost told Angela Tariq is making the grades at Choate. When according to the timeline, he's been out there like three days. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no, this is a this is a big this is a uh, a big fact. Uh, my guy, Black Bruce Wayne. I think everything we wanted to happen to certain people happened in this episode. People close to Ghost, other than Tasha, told him about himself. 
Tommy intimidating Angela, Tariq mm-hmm. being confronted about his snitching, as well as everyone hating him. Do you wish it was me that died instead of Reina? The fact that Tasha didn't answer said enough. And Dre looking weak and vulnerable as he did when Kanan was about to toss his daughter off the ledge. That's real. That's real. I, I think we, we... That's another thing. We did get a lot of things that we wanted... Um, oh, that we wanted to happen. We did We did get a lot of stuff. And they forwarded the story. They, they didn't... Um, they didn't uh, botch it. You know, and they, they made full use of Kendrick... I, I don't know. I don't know what, what what else we would really want. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I think they I think they did a, a real good job. I'm I'm very satisfied with this episode. I'm yeah. very very satisfied with this episode. It just makes me sad because I'm like, y'all are. We only have five left. Like you know what I'm saying? Like we have a lot of stuff that has to happen in five episodes. <laughs> you want to hear? You want to hear? You want to hear the funny nitpick? He goes. Um, <laughs> He goes, uh, watching it the second time, it's hilarious. Uh, Kated on a bike, mob deep blasting. For instance, if I was about to get in my car, would I purchase a bike to then do a drive-by? And then after I'm on the bike, would I start ringing the bell from 100 yards away? <laughs> Yo, but that was crazy, too, because it's like he rang it going down the whole street. Yo, like like to let him know, the like remember Wire, like Omar coming. Kanan coming. He coming to get, get y'all out of here. Yo, this, this episode... This might be one of my favorite episodes in the history of power. I think the the season finale of season two was still my favorite, but this one is up there. This one is really up there. I, I really enjoyed it. Like I watched it multiple what times. Finale? What was the season finale of season two? When at the end where Ghost had to kill off those people and he made it seem like it was the Jimenez who did it. And he had to kill those people because he had to get the um the heat off of him. Remember when they were closing the original investigation when they were closing on him and people, quote unquote, were offing his his cartel and he didn't mm-hmm. know who. But it was actually him because yes, he yes, had yes, to yes. kill the people who weren't loyal and then restart the org like yeah. that. That shit was like that was the that was peak ghost, peak ghost. And then everything went to hell. So I, I really enjoyed this, man. And, and even more so, Taj, I enjoyed you joining me. Oh, thank you so much. I can't wait to come back, hopefully for the finale. Yeah, man. Yo, the finale is going to be like a, a, a party line. Remember the party lines? Yes. <laughs> so many yes. people from throughout the season that you have heard are going to make their appearance. We might have to do a two-part or something like that. Cause I could, That's what I was about to say. Bro, like... I can imagine this this um, this episode is going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of talking. We might have to get some drink. I might do that shit live. Like put it live, put it on the timeline so people could join in live and hear us bug out. I'm gonna I'm think of that because that's that's dangerous, but I I, I like danger. So I, kinda, I like that idea though. Yeah, I like man, that thought. We, we might have to do it, but you already know you got the um you you got the invite, the forever invite, and you on Pacific time, so that always makes it easier. So we could be here doing it as yeah, late yeah. as we need to do. Um, tell the people where they can find you, find your work, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you guys can find me on your timelines at Tajrani. That's at T-A-J, like the Taj Mahal, R-A-N-I on Twitter and Instagram. I'm always talking pop culture. I'm always talking power. So come join me. She's a good follow, too. She's not trash on Twitter. I will. I can co-sign that. She's not trash. <laughs> she, she, she tweets relevant things. She, her retweet game is fire. You don't get no random like Cialis ads and whatnot on your timeline. Like it, it's, not at all. It's 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 dope. It's dope. And, and you know she's a power fan just like you. So you should give her a follow and, and see what she's into. She's into a lot of good stuff. But you know, 
we did it, Taj. We, we we survived. We answered the power talk. We went into the group chat and and, and we did everything. So you you got the full uh, menu of power after hours. So I'm I'm glad that you were able to partake. And I'm also glad for you guys out there in the audience, you guys and gals listening to us. Thank you so much for the support. As always, if you want to find and listen to more Power After Hours, you can catch us anywhere where digital signals hit your ears. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, everywhere, everywhere we are, um, Stitcher, all of those places. You can catch us on the Power After Hours feed from Nonstop Culture, and it's also simulcast on SoundCloud through Fan Bros Show. You can catch me on all social media at Jeff J Says talk power out always talking power up i'm always willing to discuss so just definitely hit us up and also if you have any questions or comments for our power talk segment hit me on social media hit us at fan bro show at nonstop culture and we will answer you live on the air this has been another edition of power after hours and until next time we'll catch you later <laughs> right there, city this is where it goes down yeah I just had for nothing. Legal, legal, baby, I gotta make it. Sell, sell.